0: The changes just keep coming. We've seen so many of them in the world of sports, including college sports. Yes, basketball has probably been more impacted by the coaching changes recently with Jay Wright, who's retired from Villanova, Roy Williams, and Coach K. At Carolina and Duke, respectively, most notably for us because we're in the heart of the ACC basketball world. But those are some of the ones. Now, college football gets it today with Nick Saban. I don't think there's much of an argument, but he's the greatest college football coach of all time. Uh, news coming out that Saban is, in fact, retiring as well. So we'll start off with that, not for the whole full Saban perspective, but more for just the changing landscape because Paul B. and Cardi, and you're familiar with him because he was on the call for Virginia at NC State this past Saturday down in Raleigh, and he does. Plenty of college basketball games. They'll also be at Longwood Radford. Uh, Radford at Longwood tomorrow night. But he's very familiar with the game and and sports and the changing landscape of college. Um, Paul, first of all, thank you for your time in the fast lane. We're taking more of a bigger picture view with you on the Nick Saban change. And of course, the just the landscape of college athletics. But when you hear something about Nick Saban retiring, how much does that look? I wouldn't say force you to, but give you an opportunity to look back on the change of what we've seen in college basketball with similarly Titanic coaches like Wright, Roy, and coach K all stepping away within the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, when you, when you hear about figures like that leaving the game, especially Jay Wright, the youngest of that group, uh you think about the the factors, the extern extenuating uh factors outside of coaching the game and outside of recruiting. Uh COVID certainly uh changed a lot of things for a lot of programs, uh and it was beyond any of our control what happened during COVID. Uh, then there's the transfer uh, where you can play right away, and that has changed the dynamic of, of recruiting. And then you add in NIL opportunities all at the same time, really, COVID eligibility, transfer portal, and NIL opportunities. And I think it's it's a lot for any coach and certainly someone who's done it for a long time at the highest level. Uh, sometimes it, it's those type of things that drive these legends out of the game.
0: It's amazing to think about. It does create some concern in our backyard, and we're not going to ask you to speculate on a guy like Tony Bennett at Virginia, but you did see them at NC State this past weekend, and we, we discussed it at the beginning of the show today, and, of course, that'll be up at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where our listeners can check it out when it's posted a little bit later, but Ryan Dunn, speaking on the impact of that half-court shot at the end of the first half that NC State had that keyed a Wolfpack surge in the second half from which UVA could not recover where are the Virginia Cavaliers right now in terms of being able to have the necessary ingredients to compensate for a roster that has talent in certain spots but also some obvious holes?
1: Yeah, I think they're like a lot of teams right now. that are, They're trying to find their identity of who they are, and we all know that Virginia, under Tony Bennett, their identity has been the pack line defense. It's not right now. Uh, they they do have some some issues going on in terms of, you know where can they improve? Their shooting on the road is atrocious. Uh, their shooting at home is much better. Well, sometimes you shoot the ball well after you make consecutive stops defensively. So they're not doing that. I, I think for Virginia, it's don't forget only three players with pack line experience. Uh, that is a defense that once the players understand it and how to execute it, both on an individual basis and a team basis, one of the toughest defenses in all of college basketball. And they still are one of the best teams in the nation with scoring defense. It's really been going on the road. Uh, the pack line hasn't been that strong. I think when they they settle down and they continue to sharpen up and polish up the principles of the pack line, uh, this team will improve offensively from the three-point line. They do have some good shooters. They have some good players in, in, in Beekman and Dunn and Isaac McNeely is as good a three-point shooter as there is in the country. A little bit thin up front, uh, but Buchanan and some other players give them some, some size up there. He's only a freshman. Uh, in most situations, he would come off the bench uh, for Virginia because they're thin up front. You know, he has to start. But I think the pack line will improve, and that will will help their shooting tremendously.
0: Paul Biancardi with us here. That's his Twitter handle as well, the ESPN basketball analyst who was on the call this past weekend for NC State, Virginia at NC State. Uh, And after the game, Ryan Dunn mentioned that this being a team that they need to have more fire, that they want to see it. We've heard other players step up and say that as well for Virginia, but they are young players. How tricky of a balance is that for a team with young players, especially when they're slumping and you, you want to be vocal and encourage and get your guys to play better, but also when you're slumping, everybody I would think naturally feels like they may not be doing their part and may lack the teeth to have that fire.
1: Yeah, leadership is a tough thing to find from a 18- to 22-year-old. And the, the leader of Virginia – Uh, is is Tony Bennett. Usually you have somebody who's a voice. Uh, Reese Beekman is the most experienced player. He's their heart and soul, but he's not really a vocal leader. He leads more by example, uh, much like Kihei Clark did before this. Um, And so a lot of new pieces, even though they're transfers with experience in the game, they're new to the Virginia culture, the Virginia terminology, the Virginia way. And I think it's really important, and Tony Bennett knows this better than any coach in the country, you don't want to lose your team right now after some bad losses. Sometimes with a team and a coach, you can make one or two bad losses turn into four or five, uh, and then before you know it, you've lost your team. Uh, Tony Bennett is one of the, the absolute best coaches in the country because he never loses his team. Uh, He understands how to gradually make them improve. So I'm not concerned about Virginia at all. It's just that when you start ACC play, you look around and you wonder where can you get your wins.
0: It's really hard in a league like this, especially with a lot of the, quote, bottom teams, end quote, having elevated themselves we were touching on this and we're not going too in depth in it but we were touching on like boston college at syracuse tonight looking at those are double digit teams what both 10 and 4 and 11 and 4 tonight and that's one of the matchups that jumped out and it's like wow how challenging it is uh, another is virginia tech you mentioned the, the the ability to stem the tide when losing happens to a program what's the level of importance for a team like virginia tech now one and two in the acc and they got a clemson team coming to castle it's sold out yes but the clemson team looking to get back on track after the loss to carolina on saturday
1: yeah clemson i mean they they couldn't stop miami and they couldn't score against north carolina so you know as good as they are and they're a top 20 team no matter who you are unless you are an absolute elite program with elite talent experienced talent Um, Great guard play. I mean, you have to check a lot of boxes not to hit a a drought or to hit a a slump. Just think about Connecticut last year, the national champs. But they hit a patch uh, last season that they struggled in uh, during Big East play. And everyone wondered, you know, what happened to Connecticut who had such a great non-conference? Well, the long season... These kids go through ups and downs personally and emotionally, and sometimes it affects their play on the court. Got to give credit to who you're playing against. You talked about the bottom feeders of the ACC. After Notre Dame lost to the Citadel, uh, Michael Shrewsbury just lit into his program, um, and and they played with a different level of edge and urgency. uh, And they beat Virginia, and they almost beat North Carolina State. So every team is at a different position right now, and when you look at Virginia Tech again, with a veteran like uh, Mike Young, you know that he's going to make sure that they're they're sound defensively, and they run so many different offensive actions. They're so hard to play against. Uh, They need contributions from you know, like most teams, many of their players, and the guy for me for them is Hunter. Couture. When he gets hot, especially at home, I I think it gives him confidence, and I think it gives the team a lot of trust.
0: You mentioned Hunter Couture and what he can do for Virginia Tech, and that's one of the stories that's worth monitoring, and of course, we carry Virginia Tech basketball 6.30 air time for Clemson-Virginia Tech this evening. Uh, Another cool story is the matchup tomorrow. Radford, they're on the road at Longwood, a game that you'll be calling uh, on the ESPN family of networks, of course, TV or uh, even... Watch ESPN, the app as well, if you want to consume it that way. What do you make of this particular matchup in terms of its impact, not just within the Commonwealth of Virginia, but how cool it is to have a matchup like Radford-Longwood profiled on a big network like ESPN and the exposure that it brings those programs?
1: Well, they've earned it. Coach Griff has earned uh, Longwood getting a spot on ESPNU. The game is tomorrow night, uh, 9 p.m., It is going to be a great game. I'm diving into that game the last day or so, and uh, Griff has a new team. He has nine new players, but he also has a brand-new facility uh, that you're going to see tomorrow night, state-of-the-art facility, locker rooms, film room, performance center. Uh, After his success there of going to the NCAA tournament, and I believe it was 2021, uh, that program has made a major commitment. Uh, You'll see the John Perry... Uh, Joan Perry, Brock Center, excuse me, tomorrow night. It will be hopping. It will be live. Uh, His team is great defensively this year. They're very good on the glass, although the last two games they haven't been. uh, They look to execute on offense in the half court, and that's where they beat you. Uh, They really are a team of precision in the half court set. Uh, the three-point shooting has not been good to this year, but I think it's role allocation. Similar to Virginia, you asked me about what's wrong with them. Maybe sometimes teams don't shoot well because the wrong guys are shooting the shots. Uh, for Longwood, uh, I think they're going to, you know, come out with a lot of fire at home, especially on the defensive end. And Radford has just tremendous guard play. Uh, DaQuan Smith, uh, Kenyon Giles, and Brian Antoine as Three as good guards as you're going to find in the Big South. It's going to be a very exciting game tomorrow night.
0: It is, and we look forward to it. Paul B. and Cardi will be on the call on ESPNU. Radford, Longwood. Paul, thank you for your time today in the Fast Lane. Much appreciated.
1: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: Paul B. and Cardi with us here in the Fast Lane on W226BG Timberlake, WVGMAM Lynchburg, WMNA, Gretna, Danville, Southside, and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. We're back tomorrow, 5 to 6.